Care for a little wisdom, anyone? On this installment of The Grind to Find, I share with you a candid conversation that I had live on one of my favorite platforms, Wisdom, where we talked about why it is that some men take a superficial approach to sex when really they want something more substantial in their life with that special woman that's all their own. We talked about mindset, we talked about process, we talked about some of everything. So get yourself ready because it got a little bit hot and I'm excited to share that with you right now. Wisdom family. I hope that everyone is doing well. Well, actually, most of you are probably already asleep. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset coach, host of the Grind to Find podcast. You know, I wanted to come on tonight because this last couple of days, I've had a few conversations where I've been talking about or been privy to the male perspective when it comes to um, intimate connections with women. And I don't know. I mean, as you see, it's been a minute since I've actually uh, posted a talk here on wisdom. And not because I don't, I absolutely love wisdom. I'm privy to a lot of different conversations that are going on, but because of doing my podcast, because of my business, it's, it's been a minute since I've taken the time to jump on. So, hey, why not tonight? So let me share with you what I've come across. All right. So from the female perspective, I know that women, at least some of the ones that I've coached, friends of mine, even myself at one point in time in my life, um, there's a space at which some women will identify with intimacy that gets to the space of sex to be specific penetration with a man. They'll take and liken that to an expression of um, some women love, some women don't go that far with it, but as in a true interest in them that goes beyond the superficial. Now, of course, we all know that that's not necessarily the case. That's not necessarily true. There are lots of different reasons why women would um, relate sex or physical intimacy to that being an expression of true interest or love, all right? Uh, and they're, they're like, you know, it could be trauma from a previous relationship. It could be because of things that are hap- that have happened um, in their childhood, things of that nature. I'll go on a limb and say that in my experience, when it comes to communicating with vulnerability, why a woman may choose to venture into relationships in that way when i say that way um leading with an expression of true interest uh being intimacy or 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 some type of uh sexual connection i think that women are more comfortable having those conversations being vulnerable being vociferous about what they feel like their position may be Um, why it is that they make that choice, why they have that belief system, just opening up dialogue and conversation. So that's one side of it. And so the other side for me was I was like, okay, 
what is the male perspective on this? Because in my experience in the past and as of late, when this conversation comes up, I think that um, a lot of guys tend to be more general. All right. I had a gentleman today that I was talking to when I asked the question specifically, hey, there are lots of guys out there who talk about wanting a relationship with that one person, a substantial connection for them to be able to feel like they're supported, like this person has their back, like this person understands them, like they have a space in which they can be vulnerable, right? There are men who say that they want that, but then a lot of the men that say that they want that are the same men who are promiscuous and that are addicted to the instant rush, if you will, equivalent to if you were addicted to a drug. They're addicted to that instant rush of being able to experience different women sexually. So then how can you say that you want that connection yet you're promiscuous and you're just running through different women for that high of um getting to the climax <laughs> because you're having it with a different body type with a different body structure some of that could have to do with the the presentation the way in which they're able to articulate themselves and and so i wanted to try to have a conversation where we're getting past the superficial And men actually expressing from an emotional standpoint, why is it that with their behavior, they're probably doing things that would circumvent their ability to be able to have the type of connection that they want with these women. If you want something more substantial with a woman, then you'd have to be a man that's not just physically running through women to have the climax, to have the new feel of those breasts or the new feel of whatever aspect of her body is the immediate turn on for you. And so I wanted to try to get an answer from that for, for that. I wanted to have men who were in a space where they were comfortable with sharing. Why is it that the quest continues are the women that you've had those sexual experiences with? Why were they not candidates? who would be someone that you would be open to having a, um, or exploring the possibility of having a substantial connection with. If those women were not candidates for you to be able to open up and have that substantial connection with, then why even bother to sleep with them? You know, because in my experience, and I'm, I'm going to say that um, I wouldn't say that my experience is like super huge with the, with the different men that I've been privy to. I have five brothers and then, um, being able to have conversations within a capacity, professional capacity as a coach and dealing with people, um, within the experience that I had, I haven't run across a man who was promiscuous. And, and let me put this into context, Comis- promiscuous, you're 40 and up, you're promiscuous that's actually happy with that. They do what it is that they're used to. Promiscuity can become a habit because the payoff is ejaculation, you know? So yeah, they're used to that behavior and it has the instant gratification, the payoff in the form of the climax. But at the end of the day, 
they'll, you know, rise from that situation and say, well, you know, I, I really want a woman that I can trust. And I really want a woman that is there for me. I really want a woman, air quotations, that can hold me down. And however it is that they communicate um, their needs, their desires, what they want from a woman. They'll want to have this experience with this woman, yet their behavior, in some ways, one could argue, would be keeping them from exactly what it is that they say they want in terms of a in terms of a substantial, fruitful, meaningful, spiritual, if you will, connection with a woman. And so, I don't know. Um, for anybody just tuning in now, his mystery, her prize, the mystery that I'm referring to is the unknown when it comes to uh, men who are involving themselves in intimate relationships and see that interaction as being a, a benefit to a woman when at the end of the day, the same thing that they crave, that um, substantial connection that support, that validation, um, the same things in which they're craving from a woman, they're actually, when they're not uh, being intentional and assessing their connection with different women, they're actually depriving women of by just having superficial sexual communications. And, and let me say this, disclaimer, I'm not saying that there are not women that don't approach situations sexually in the same way. Yes, there are lots of women out there who, A, they're just trying to have the experience. They're trying to reach the space of having that climax and that sexual gratification in that way. I'm not saying that there are, are not women out there that don't choose a more casual approach to intimacy and sexuality and relationships. I'm not saying that. Yes, there are women that do. I'm not talking about those women then. I'm talking about um, women who put themselves out there actually looking to genuinely connect with men. And then you have men who present themselves as candidates for genuine connection, but then actually it's all about just taking in the body for the moment, taking in the experience for the moment, all while they're taking in that for the moment they're still being left wanting because according to them, once the climax, <laughs> the moment of climax has passed them, then they're the same ones that are talking about how they're just looking for a good woman. If there's anyone who's listening who wants to chime in, male or female, it doesn't matter. Um, I have a live show that I do every Tuesday. You can connect with it uh, via Facebook or uh, YouTube. It's at uh, The Grind Define, my podcast, The Grind Define on YouTube and also um, The Grind Define is on Facebook. And this was a subject that we touched on briefly. The, the, the episode that just passed uh, yesterday was not about that, but we're actually coming up with a live panel discussion where it's going to be uh, the focal point is going to be men is going to be their perspective because I want to know, <laughs> I want to know what is it that 
has men who claim that they want substantial connection. They want a substantial relationship. They want that comfort, that space where they can feel comfortable being vulnerable, showing their true self to whoever that special woman is in their life. I want to know why is it that on one side, for some men, you can say that that's what it is that you want, but then your behavior approaching different women in a superficial manner where that moment of climax is at the forefront, just what you see visually. Oh, and I got to share this with you because, all right, so I was shopping different men. I had a couple men in mind for this panel discussion that we were going to be having. And uh, there was a gentleman that I've been knowing for quite for quite some time before I started my podcast. Now, I was actually in radio a little while ago. I knew this gentleman. I had a connection with him from a previous network that I was on. I was actually um, not only a host with my show, but I was a program director. So I used to write for and produce a few other shows in addition to my show that was on there. So that's how I became acquainted with this gentleman. He was uh, a host on that network and we had worked together a few different times. And so um, the show that he has on, he, he owns his own network now. So the show that he has on his network, he deals with this type of content. He deals with relationships he deals with uh, the different perspectives. He has the female perspective, not just in terms of sexuality, but other things as well as the male perspective. And so he was someone that I thought of specifically. I said, well, let me reach out to this person because I'm thinking about organizing a show. And I thought that he might be someone that would be great to lend perspective to this. And actually I was quite surprised because when I presented what my idea of this show was, and for those of you who are, are just listening, his mystery, her prize, um, his mystery would be, from the male perspective, men that are out connecting with women, and it's under the guise of them, uh, I would basically say uh, chameleons. They're becoming whatever they feel like the woman is looking for to be able to have the sexual experience and have the climax and then they bounce and move on to the next person. So I wanted to get an understanding of why there would be men who are actually looking for that vulnerability, looking for that connection, looking for that support and that oneness, that longevity, who actually want that, yet they're approaching women in relationships just superficially and, and sexually. If anybody's listening, male or female, wants to offer their two cents, I'd love to hear it. But anyway, so when I asked this gentleman about this and he gave his opinion, he went like all historical. He was talking about like back in the day and men have always been known to do this and and all of this, okay, I got somebody chiming in with me. Ooh, the guru warrior. I love it. Spiritualist and lupus warrior. Come, ooh, come on with it. I like it. I like it. Let's do it. But um, yeah, so when he offered his perspective, it was all historical. 
back in the day with what people would do back in the day. And Guru Warrior, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited. Hi, how you doing? I yeah, am- they give you that boys will be boys nonsense yeah 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 that stuff yeah. from back in the day and so i yeah. was i wanted to get to the meat of it but i want to i want to please 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 let me know what you think what what you got mm-hmm. well i got a whole bunch of it's like okay the short attention span is killing me right so right now you have a whole mm-hmm. bunch of women out there or little girls because i'm in i'm in gen X. I'm a Gen Xer, okay? So I'm in my 50s, right? You got a whole bunch of kids out there with short attention spans that can't even hold a conversation without holding a phone in their hand. So naturally, they're not going to have a conversation to get to know each other for real because they're too busy looking to see what kind of car, what's his face is driving on Instagram, you know, and catfishing people and all kinds of other stuff. So they just tinder it, you know, or find a nice shapely woman who has low mm-hmm. self-esteem, go for that, hit it and move on. It's happened to me. Even in the 90s when we had nothing to actually distract us except parties, you know? But um, I will tell you that Mm -hmm. there are decent men out there actually looking for the real women. It's the fake men that find the real women and the real women that find the fake men. It's always been like that because the women are always looking to, they're always looking and they're saying, oh, I could change him. No, you can't. You cannot change. You cannot teach an old oh. dog new tricks. In fact, if you got to change a man, that's a red flag. You know, if, the, if on the first date you can't talk to this man and say mm-hmm. exactly who you are and what you're about, it's a waste of time. Waste of your time, his time. Yo, if you want a booty call, then say it's a booty Mm -hmm. call. That's it. You know, it's much easier that way. So that women are not like courted and stuff like this and guys, you know, working in. You don't got to do that. Just say, I want to have a booty call. You know, because believe it or not, women are as sexual as men are. Listen, that part. I just had a conversation earlier while I was talking to a gentleman. Mm -hmm. He's a cool dude he's he's an acquaintance of mine and and i was telling him believe it or not this whole way in which we've been socialized i was telling him crotch watching is a thing Mm -hmm. let me tell you something Mm -hmm. just like you guys (laughs) you hear me just like you guys are visual and you size women up you see from a visual standpoint what it is that you would like to do please believe that women do exactly the same thing we're checking the clock uh-huh. Look at your hands, your feet. You hear me? That's what. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you, Guru Warrior. I want to know. I twenty two years. I vibe with everything that you're saying, but from the one perspective, mm-hmm. how much naturally in a perfect world, if a man were to speak or a woman, because this is go either way, if each individual were to speak the perspective that they're coming from, that would make things easy, but. Is it our responsibility to be connected to who we are and have discernment 
what's in front of us. Because yeah, it would be easy if everybody would speak their position of where they are, but some people are just operating oh, it works in what me. they're used to, but they don't have the capability to speak their truth because they don't know that their truth. So how much of that falls on us as opposed to the other person? Well, let me just tell you, I was 30 years old when I met my second husband. And mm-hmm. it was the day that my mother died. She was like, for God's sakes, the next man you meet, please tell them everything about you. And that's pretty hard to say to somebody, look, I have a life-threatening disease and I don't know how much longer you're going to have me for. You know, but let me just tell you one thing. Four hours after I met this man, and I believe that, you know, after 22 years, I believe that we've been through this before. We've been married before. Just by Mm -hmm. the things that I say to him and he says to me, it's like, we were made for each other. My mother must have sent him down because she was tired of all the mm. bums I give <laughs> I want to ask you, Guru Warrior, with, with less than a minute left, here's my question for you. With folks listening or even just in your experience, because I asked you a little bit earlier about, you, you, you talked about men letting you know where they stand. And I yeah. mentioned about how much of that is up to us and us having a our own spirit of discernment when it comes to that. What advice would you give to someone who's out there and they're trying to make a connection um, and you understand that it's not on the other person? What well, would you gotta, suggest that they do? You got to connect with yourself first. You got to have enough confidence just to be you, whoever you are. Take yourself out for a dance to the to the club, you know. Take yourself out and see if you have enough nerve to sit and have a luxurious dinner by yourself. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Guru Warrior, I hate that you got cut cut short. I thank you so much for tuning in and offering your point of view. Yeah, because I mean, I I really listen, y'all. I'm glad that you're on and you're listening. I want to know, for those of you who have just tuned in, I see I have someone waiting that I'm going to bring up. But for those of you who have just tuned in, His mystery, her prize, what I'm asking about tonight, I want some community thought around is his mystery being from the male perspective. And I don't know the male perspective. Listen, I'm trying to get answers. Women and men out there listening from the male perspective, men who want to have a substantial connection with women, they want to have that space where they can be vulnerable and not made to feel like a punk, not made to feel weak. They want to have that love. They want to have that support. They want to have um, that monogamy. Men who claim that they want this, but they keep that space of them a mystery, but then they're connecting with women physically and sexually as though them giving them the D is the woman's prize. Women. And I can only speak from a woman's perspective. I know a lot of women in my professional capacity as a coach, having friends, just being out of this world who are looking for that connection with men. And I feel like women are more comfortable being vociferous, speaking to what it is that they're looking for. And even if a woman is not sure, um, sharing what she thinks may be some of the things that are keeping her from being able to be connected. We're finding men who are willing to be vulnerable and to open up 
and share what that is with them. But there are some men who are not willing to share that innermost part of them, but at the end of the day, they're willing to share the D. And then after they share the D, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, I'm looking Peace. for a good one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Tara Lynn has been too long. Oh my gosh. It's so Man. good to see you. Oh yes, my goodness. I'm so happy to have you, girl. I <laughs> listen, let me be quiet because I already know that you have something to share. Give me the tea, girl. Let me hear it. I think it's very telling that uh we can't have this conversation, um, even, you know, woman to woman without first quantifying that men act shitty, but so also do women, you know, you got to throw that in there. Um, and yeah, I, yeah. I <laughs> it just kind of pisses me off in a, in a really strange way. Like we shouldn't have to quantify that, that women also behave in a negative way in order to validate the fact that men yeah. do it as well. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah. No, it <laughs> does. I don't it think does. we should, we should start the conversation out that way. Like it's okay to just admit, Hey, these guys are being inauthentic in an effort to uh, procure something that wasn't, that wouldn't have been on the table had they not been those chameleon types, you know, um, that's disgusting. That's, um, mm -hmm. that's a, that's what I want to use. It's not attacker behavior, but it's definitely um, like a grooming type of behavior, you know, that's really, really disgusting yeah. um, and so pervasive in society, you know. And I, I would love to hear a man's opinion about this as well, but I, I don't think we're going to actually find someone willing to come up here and, and say, well, this is why I do it, <laughs> because that would be admitting um, you know, to something that I, right. that these guys don't want to admit to in the first place, right? They don't want to be called out for, um, you know, this this disgusting type of behavior because that's what it is. It's disgusting. And then you uh, had mentioned before the Guru Warrior came on your show, the, the gentleman you spoke with who gave a lot of points about history and basically said guys will be guys. And fuck that narrative. I'm sorry to use that kind of language, but we live in 2022. That's no longer an excuse. No, I, listen. Be I, better. I, I appreciate that. And, and you know, here's the thing. We can't deny that just the way in which society has been set up, right? That men have been socialized to believe that showing that they feel in the same way that women do, because mind mm -hmm. you, the fact that we're feeling creatures has been used against us. It's like a weapon Absolutely. that men have used, especially yeah. in, in, in corporate America. If you show that you have emotion and compassion, when they talk about a woman being president, what's it about? What when she could have her menses and, and nuke the whole world? No Stuff kidding. like that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. The word, so then, um, uh, oh, what is it? Um, hysteria comes from um, yeah. the Latin, mm -hmm. you know, of a hysterectomy, basically, you know, a woman's uterus and, and stuff. That's very telling. That is, that is a horrible fact. That is absolutely true. <laughs> and we still use that vernacular yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So then when you have men who are socialized to believe that masculinity and the validity of such is attached to your ability to be able to mask and act as though even though you're human, you have no feelings. Mm -hmm. 
when that's what you're living up to and that's what uh, e- e- equates healthy manhood, when actually we know that's to- toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity, absolutely. When that's what it is that's going on, then it stands to reason why there's that gap between women who are open and comfortable with being vociferous about how they feel and maybe even exploring, even if they don't have all the answers, what would be some mm-hmm. of the reasons why they feel the way that they feel? And then you have men who are denying that there's any issue all while, while they're promiscuous and all while they're stabbing down wounds, as one guy told me. This is, this mm-hmm. is his terminology. All while they're wow. stabbing down wounds, right? Then you're saying while you're doing that, that I'm just looking for a good woman in a committed relationship. I, I just want to yeah. understand. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you are at once both taking advantage of and looking down upon the woman you're taking advantage of for being promiscuous in the first place. That How part. does that track? That's that disgusting part. behavior as well. Right. You know, um, and I, I don't want to step on any toes and I, I, desperately don't want to ruffle any feathers because I learned the hard way on this app um, a, a few uh, mm-hmm. weeks ago that um, people are very delicate when it comes to their egos and their masculinity sometimes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. uh, I, I kind of got berated on a stage for like zero reason other than I, uh, I don't want to have children and don't want to ever get married. And, and I mean, this person just absolutely went off on me for, for, I mean, for just that. It, it was, it was a very eye-opening experience. But um, I don't want to repeat that. So, wow. I, I say this with, with nothing but love, and I'm coming to the table with respect. But, but fuck that narrative. <laughs> like, be better. Like, you have, you have <laughs> the ability. To change, so do it. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. We are not in control of how right. other people treat us, but we are absolutely in control of how we react to that treatment. And at some point, you have right. to be accountable. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more. And, and here's my thing. Let, let me let, let me put this out there into the atmosphere for anyone that's listening. For, for those, there are a lot of folks that don't know me. There are some folks that may know me. Well, they should um, get to know you, girl. Well, thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Here's the <laughs> thing, though. I absolutely, I don't feel as though the male perspective is respected enough. And I don't feel as though mm-hmm. women, we're very outspoken. We have lots of different platforms, way in w- ways in which we show up because we're. I-, I feel like we're more comfortable because of just the way that we're created as nurturers and that kind well, of thing. A lot of people see that as a- something it's a defense Mm -hmm. mechanism too, right? Like we've had to become Mm -hmm. that way in order to find any traction in space, you know, um, we've had to, to Mm -hmm. support one another in an effort to come up in a society that treats us as less than, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree Um, with that wholeheartedly. And I, I, no, go ahead. I agree to a certain point that people don't respect a guy's opinion when it comes to feelings. There's a big part of me and I'll Mm -hmm. be very honest with you that wants to immediately disagree with that as well, because, you know, we live in a time where, um, (laughs) we're still expected to be so subservient and, uh, the man's way is always right. And, 
they are the breadwinner and um you know they set the the tone for things and i just feel like they're given so much clout mm-hmm. uh for for a third leg <laughs> you know and it's it's just not fair you know what though and, and listen i do i do not disagree with you with that however i would like to broaden the conversation sure. a little bit and we're running a long time, but I would love for you to come back oh, yeah, if you have time. Definitely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I want you to come right back. But here's the thing. I, I would like to broaden that because let's take that point that you just presented, which if we did, we would be throwing out a blanket that would include all men in that. Now, the way that you're speaking, we cannot negate the fact that yes it has been a man's world for quite some time mm-hmm. and so whether you're a man that believes in that or not you've been blanketed and covered by that belief and you benefited from it absolutely, absolutely. well it's like white privilege that. right i can't deny that i benefit from white privilege um and that it's a it's a real pervasive thing in society you know that's a fact that is a real thing so with so with what you just said There are lots of men who benefit from that. However, there are lots of men who don't subscribe to that. And and I, yeah, absolutely. And so, and so the the branch of the conversation that I'm talking about is those men out there who have benefited from the boys will be boys mentality, who have benefited from that blanket of security because it's a man's world. But at the end of the day, there's something that they feel. And I'm bringing you right back up if you run out of time. So don't worry about it. Um, there are men out there who, although they have benefited from that, they're looking for a different experience with women, a, a different experience in which they're able to relate. And when they are ready to have these conversations and when they are ready to open up, I think that because of the fact from a woman's perspective the fact that we've had our herd in relationships just like men have because it's been a man's world, because it's the boys will be boys, because we have been um, within the context of society, we've been put into this box where if we're sexual in the way in which we express ourselves, we're whores, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you can't be a whore without a penis. You know, you have all right. these different things going on. And so Because of that, when you have some men who step up and they really want to have this conversation and they really want to talk about their experience and their perspective, us as women, because we've been so busy fighting for space and rights within so many different areas um, of society, we don't always give them the space to be heard because of that hurt that we're carrying, because of those different deficits that have been laid uh, uh, at at our feet and some of the different adversities that we've had within that. So I'm just asking you, Sam, is that a thing? Do you yeah, see that? Absolutely. And I am thing? probably guilty of that as well, you know, and I'm, I'm not afraid to uh, take ownership of that. I try and be very mindful mm-hmm. um, of a, uh, of meeting everybody at the table with respect, you know, but, um, just, just like everybody else. Um, sometimes my, uh, my passions get the better of me and I don't see the forest for the trees. And and so, um, yeah, I'm probably absolutely, uh, guilty of, of what you're talking about, but, um, you know, there's two people in your audience right now, and I would love to get their opinion on this. One is Joshua Blattman and he's, Mm -hmm. um, 
he's just this tremendous guru. Um, and I'm sure he's got some insight into this. And the other is my brother, Tao. And um, I'd love for Tao to come up because he's been with the same woman since he was 12 years old. You know, he's been nothing but his authentic self, mm. you know, and has loved this person for decades. And I'd love to hear his take on this. And, and Tao and I don't necessarily mm. agree on everything, but um, we've always uh, had very great conversations. And I, I love that guy. Like, he's my own family. Um, so I hope if he's still listening, he'll come up and, uh, and share mm. his piece. But, um, oh, there he is. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I appreciate that because I think that's the thing. Like, like I was saying earlier, uh, for, for folks who don't know me, I really respect and I love men who want to let us in. You know, I want mm-hmm. to hear their perspective. I want to understand. And I hate that I feel like in a lot of instances that their opinions, their experience is not always welcome. And right. I feel like, there are so many singles out there. There's so many different layers to things that are going on. How do we bridge the gap if women want to use their experiences as being the end all be all for men and actually tell a man's story? You've only experienced being with a man. You don't know what it's like from his side of it. And so I don't feel like we have a, a, enough space open for men to share that with us. So, so I'm always open to having those conversations. Mm-hmm. Actually, this that we're talking about tonight, I'm arranging something that's going to be uh, airing pretty soon. Yeah, I heard you talking about that on YouTube, right? Yes, it's going to be, uh, it's going to air yeah. on, on YouTube and, and Facebook. We actually should have a, I'm a date. I'm excited to listen. The- I'm excited to tune into that. Yeah. Listen, um, Rob, don't mess with me like because I'll be the, I will be the pulled you up on the panel, <laughs> what? Sam. I, I will no, have pulled man. you up on the channel. Don't play with me. I would me. love I to be there, it. honestly. Like, uh, this is, um, this is a topic that clearly I, I have a lot of very strong opinions about. I'm a very much outspoken um, uh, feminist um, and have been my entire life. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like as a woman, I'm simply fighting for a seat at the table. So, you know, it's, yeah. um, it's hard sometimes to take a step back and admit I haven't yeah. been giving an I haven't been listening with intent to the men who deserve to be listened to that way. And, and thank you for pointing that out um, because it's, yeah. it's given me a lot of pause and then I will definitely reflect on that and change my approach. But that's why these conversations are so important, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we really do. I, I know that this sounds really hokey to people listening, but at the end of the day, we really do need each other. Mm-hmm. There, I have I have five brothers, but I still don't know what it's like to walk in their moccasins in this world. Sure. And, you know, even with because with women, we've had our share of things that, that swing in our favor. I'm, I'm not going to even do a comparison. That's a completely, totally different conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I really do think that it's so very important for us to understand the other side of it. And and my thing is, let's, let's just say for argument's sake, I don't understand. At least even if it's on the table, then now I can evaluate it. I can assess it. I can have a conversation with other people. It's something that we can weigh. Sure. But if we don't even have their perspective out there, 
then that perspective is guys will be guys. That's when I start to have an issue that's a problem. that it is very problematic, right? Um, because that's a problem. It, that is a narrative that needs to change. Um, just be better, be better people. Every yeah. day is another opportunity to be better. Um, you have within you the ability to change. So do it, do it for the betterment of, um, of your gender, for our gender, for every gender under the sun. Um, you, you can accomplish this by simply changing your perspective and um, being your authentic self, like stating your intentions. Like if you're just looking to, uh, to get laid, there are plenty of women out there who are looking for the same thing. Why not try and align your, your uh, right. views with, with one of them instead of, it, it's like a power control thing, Tara Lynn. It's not necessarily about the sex. It's about the control yes. they have in the moment, right? It's, it's just disgusting, in my opinion. And, and I love it. And, and Samantha, the fact that you said that, that's what I want to understand. And that's what boggles my mind, because rarely do you have men who want to go there. Clearly, it's not about the sex, because right. you can get sex anywhere for nothing. Why will you not talk about what it is that has you going with sex up at the forefront, but you're actually desiring something deeper. Why are you not talking mm -hmm. about what that's about? Because women will talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. That you know, um, and and again, it's it's a it's a defense mechanism we've we've come up with where uh, yeah we have to. Oh, how do I want to word this? Be as authentic as possible in an <laughs> right. effort to deter inauthenticity. Does, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, it, it, listen, we are in the same space. I'm just sitting here like, you know, I'm, I have a bunch of consonants and no vowels and I'm trying to make a... <laughs> <laughs> trying to make um, sense out okay. of You know, for your... The, okay, so the, the question you asked um, the Guru Warrior about... Uh, mm -hmm trying to recognize that inauthenticity in people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and possibly stop that abuse before it begins. I, I don't know if there's an answer for that because how can you recognize that inauthenticity? These guys, like you said, are chameleons. They are creating a narrative made specifically for you to believe. And it is very difficult to, um, to know when and when not someone that you don't know very well is um is being a genuine person right because what do you have to compare that to mm -hmm. and if they're crafting this persona specifically for you how are you supposed to not fall for that in a way you know yeah no i get it i i, I think that um and of course sam if you, if you want to come back you absolutely can i see I have your brother. Oh, Tal. No, I, I want Josh to, to come up. I'm excited. I'm yes, excited. I I'll probably come up after him, um, but he'll have some. He'll have yeah, some no, for sure. All right. Love you, girl. For sure. I love you too, girl. Uh, thank you so much, Sam. And I, I want to respond uh, right before I bring you up, Josh. I, I want to say to that, that I think that discernment, which is what I mentioned earlier, 
I'm not saying that the onus is all on either side, but I do think that the intention, the space that we're in when we're dating or when we're looking to connect with another person, I think that that's important. And so if you're in a situation where you're trying to connect with a person and there's an immediate need, and I'm going to define that immediate need. And thank you so much, Josh. I just want, thank you so much for coming up. I just want to finish this point that I'm so excited to hear from you. Um, but if there's a space where there's an immediate need, um, lack of better words, I'm going to use it. If there's a, a, a desperation, then there would be some things that you would not be able to discern because of the space that you're looking from, what your intention is at the time that you connect. And this is in response to Sam. But I think that that's why it's important that when we go into situations that we're trying to uh, make a connection with someone, that it's not from a space of need, it's a space of want, where you're at a space in your life where you have a healthy complacency. You're cool if you're with someone and you're also cool if you're not. It's more about the energy and if there's a genuine connection as opposed to someone feeling a, feeling a gap. I think that would make a difference. But Josh, hey there. such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you so much yeah. for coming out. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, yeah, awesome. So please, I'm I'm all ears. Let me know if you if you uh if, I know you I don't know exactly when you came in, but his mystery, her prize, uh this topic was just talking about his mystery being from um and I'm not speaking from the male perspective, but I had a conversation a little bit earlier, not gonna get into all of that. But his mystery mm-hmm. being men that come into intimate or sexual situations with women. And they're uh, being chameleons and presenting themselves as whatever they feel like the woman may need to have the sexual experience. But at the end of the day, they're not really revealing what it is they want. Seeing themselves as when they have that intimate connection, that being her prize. But then that guy walking away from that situation like, yeah, I just really want to meet a good woman who's down for me and there for me. But yeah, you have these different women that you're mowing down in these sexual situations. <laughs> you're not even given the opportunity to see that she's a prospect for what you really want because you're more driven by the physical, even though you're looking for something more substantial. So I'm trying to get like an understanding. Josh, you tell yeah. me, what's up with that? What's up with that? Man. Yeah. It sounds like to me, the way you describe what you just described, it sounds mm-hmm. like an incongruence of expectations. Because mm, okay. if you talk to me about what like what you just said, you're trying to like on one level, mm-hmm. you're trying to get down with like what's right now. Great. I want to do everything I can to make you feel as good about you in you as you fully you as I can make, as I can help you feel. If you're talking about a Mm long-term relationship, you're talking about a dynamic that's a little bit different. And those energies are, those energies are different. Those energies are just different. They're just different. And if do you, do you know what I'm saying? Oh no! Listen, Josh, me and you—if you could see my fingers, we're yeah. here. We—I got okay, cool. you. But here's the thing: yeah. 
I agree that those are different energies. What mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand is that you have men who say they want that substantial connection, mm-hmm. yet they approach something that they want to be substantial, which I would denote from that as a woman, longevity, long-term commitment. Mm, you're mis- approaching misunderstanding, misunderstanding. That, you're, you're, approach, you're, you're, you're approaching a woman looking superficially for something that you want to be substantial. I'm trying to understand no, why misunderstanding. That yeah, yeah. Intensity and duration are different things. Yes. I might... A man might want a man might want maximal intensity and like, yeah, I mm-hmm. want this so hard right now. I want every bit of this mm-hmm. to the extent to which you are capable of feeling right now. But I don't mm-hmm. want it tomorrow. And I don't mean mm-hmm. that proverbially tomorrow. Really? I mean like, you know, I don't want to be in a relation. <laughs> what no, I mean is I, I what I mean by saying tomorrow is I might not want this as a relationship for the rest of my life. So let's experience this as fully and deeply and and intimately and completely as possible as we can right now. And let me feel you feeling that too. And to the extent that you are not willing to be in this with me is the extent to which I am not willing to be in that with you also. And I can feel you not being willing to be in this with me. Okay, hold on, Josh. Which is a wait double-edged a sword. Yeah, I know. Totally, right? <laughs> wait a minute, totally. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Wait a minute, Because I'm, listen, I'm feeling uh-huh. you. And the problem is that what you're describing is equivalent uh-huh. to women getting the good D. You can't give mm-hmm. the good D and then assume that when you're giving the good D, that the good D <laughs> that you're giving is not as good as that what it is to her, and that you are in agreement in the middle of giving the D that the D ain't what she got like that. No, sir. No, 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 no. Tell no, me no. again. Yeah, make sure I, let me make sure I understand. Go on. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> I want to describe- give you everything I can give you right now. <laughs> I want to give you as I want to give you the extent of my tank right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's no, 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 no. See, if that's the way that the situation is going to go, you need to come into the situation with the D disclaimer. That's what you need to do. You can't come <laughs> into the situation giving the D like that with no D disclaimer. Then you want to pull on up out and assume that well, I'm giving it to you, and I know that when I get done, that's it. And I know you know, no, you don't know that <laughs> because then you have a Jasmine Sullivan situation where I bust the windows out your car. Then you're in that situation. Oh no! I'm- don't fuck up my car. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. We're we're in, we're in this together, girlfriend. Oh my goodness, but no, I, I love how you described that, but bec- because of the way that you described it, I get the disconnect. I get the disconnect, yeah. because with Tell him, it's like, okay, well, more. we're vibing, and we're in the same place, but no, 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 I, I don't, I don't, I know that that's not, oh, that's not the majority of the time, the situation for the woman. I, yeah, no. Tell me, what, tell, tell, me, tell me what makes you, tell me what makes you feel like you're fulfilled. Well, if I'm going into a situation where I'm looking for a substantial connection, what's going to make me feel fulfilled aside from the D is feeling as though 
this person <laughs> has that energy and connection with me and the D is an expression. The D is not the thing that makes the connection. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I think that's the mm-hmm. difference. Don't be, uh-huh. Ooh, I, see, I kind of like, t- tell me, Josh, don't be making noises. Say something. Uh. Words. <laughs> <laughs> You a whole entire mess. I know this right now. I do. Well, when 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 you're emoting at me, and uh-huh. let's just assume that it's af- let, let's just assume that it's two a.m. and let's just assume that you are feeling something physical. I'm here mm-hmm. feeling something physical with oh. you and we are sharing space together and we are occupying physical space together and you want to feel yourself more fully and more deeply and I am very capable mm-hmm. of feeling that experience more fully and more deeply and I am very eager to help you do that. And I'm very eager to be completely and 100% present with you as you experience uh-huh. your feelings. And I'm helping, and I'm experiencing your feelings with you. Uh, uh-huh. And we're going to ride this roller coaster. You know what, Josh? You're going to have to come back because I'm going to tell you this now. For those of you all listening, Josh is playing with a lot of emotions. And <laughs> there are so many things that come to mind. Um, I don't even know if I <laughs> I don't even know if I want to share those things. But I see I have my girl, Sam, who's coming right back up. I can't wait to wait to hear what she has to say, but I will say this, Sam, before you jump right in, is that it's not enough to open up that space, men. Who are listening it is not enough to open up that space and because you find a space of uh, likeness and we're in unison with those feelings for you to go into that space bounce up out of it and then say that because we were in that moment there was an agreement about what was happening beyond that moment absolutely like i think Don't agree the with word that. we're looking for is authenticity like be your authentic self, yes. like state your intentions. They may not align with mine, right? And if you're your authentic self and I'm and I'm jiving with that and, and it happens, it happens, right? Yeah. But if you're your inauthentic self in an effort to get me in bed um, and you're saying the things that you know I want to hear in an effort to, um, to you know, like what we talked about, um, have that power move uh it, that's gross that's despicable and um and that's what i have an issue with and that's what i want an answer to why do guys feel a need to be less than authentic in an effort to uh to sleep with women when they could just find a woman whose views align with theirs um and and everyone's satisfied mm-hmm. you know and um no one walks away feeling used or hurt and um, I, I don't understand that. I right. don't understand it. And um, I wanted to let you know, Tao, uh, oh, Tao um, uh, texted me and he said he wanted 
to participate, but it got too late. <laughs> um, so he'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> but he was really enjoying the conversation. No, that's cool. I un I understand. And Sam, I, I have to say, you girl, you bring up some really good points. I, you know, that's the thing. Here's the truth. Spoiler alert for the men listening. Here's the truth. If a woman decides that she wants you, it doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you're engaged. It doesn't matter if you're in a situation. If a woman decides that she wants you, you being truthful is not going to stand in the way of what she wants. It does not matter. Yeah. And I know a lot of men don't believe that, but it's, it's true mm -hmm. for you guys. It's true for women as well. So there really is no need to lie. I feel like, um, and, and this is not, the, the lie goes on both sides. I feel like sometimes right. women misrepresent their situation when at the end of the day, if a man decides he wants you, it doesn't matter if you're married, doesn't matter if you're in between, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If he wants you, he's going to go after what he wants. And so I think that with men, for some reason, they think that the way in which a, a woman feels when she meets them, they, they feel that when it comes to um, being visual, we're less attractive than they are. And this is just my, from experiencing men, it feels mm -hmm. like they feel like we don't feel the same thing that they do the same way that they do. Right. And maybe right. that's where the lie and comes I, from. I, I want to, I want to quickly point out that I do not in any way, shape or form think that Joshua fits the narrative that we're talking about right now. And I, I think that's why no, um, I don't feel like he maybe misunderstood what we were talking about. Um, so Joshua, if you're listening, Please know that I love you. Um, but the, the answer to the, well, the question that we're looking for an answer to is, is why someone would present themselves as that uh, they're less than authentic self in an effort to bed somebody else um, when they could just state their intentions clearly to the right person who feels the same way and, and nobody walks away feeling hurt or, um, you know, wronged in a, in a horrible way, you know, in a way that's so uh, degrading. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I actually want to add to that for folks who are just tuning in, who do not know what the heck we're talking about. His mystery, her prize is all about gentlemen who come into situations um, with women where they're looking for the end game to be the bed and the climax. The mystery is that he is a chameleon and connecting to her based on the fact that he peeps that she wants that intimate connection and she wants something more substantial. So he gives her what it is that she wants. But at the end of the day, he's playing to what he feels like that she wants, but hiding the fact that he too has a need for a more substantial connection mm -hmm. with a woman. He's actually looking for that woman that would take him off the market, but he's not allowing himself to be vulnerable and to expose his truth. Instead, he's just dealing superficially with the women that he comes in contact with. And I want to know why men, women, whoever I, Sam and I were up here. We're, we're, we're just, we're, we're going over some of our thought process, but I just need to understand. Yeah. And, and, for, for men and I want to make it very clear that I don't hate men. Exactly. We, we want to put, I, I am, love you guys. I do. I love men. They're great. Listen, I love men to <laughs> you know. live without them. And at the end of the day, I feel like men are, are not 
in a position to be able to for not only to be heard, but for whatever their experience is for them to be allowed to have that experience without judgment because Sam of some of the things that we talked about earlier and that is it being a man's world. And you know, you know what I'm saying? So this is not Mm -hmm. to bad. This is strictly for understanding because I would like the point of this is for us to be able to bridge the gap between men and women. There's so many singles out there and I think a lot is lost in translation. Um, I, I would agree with that. Definitely. Um, and again, I, I think the word we're, we're needing to, uh, to find here is, is authenticity and um, presenting yourself as yeah. your most authentic self. Um, and that could look like uh, getting turned down because you are not what uh, that, you know, your perceived partner wants at that time. And that's just something you have to deal with, you know. Um, but to be a chameleon and and present yourself as this woman's perfect mate at the time, specifically to do the deed, um, instead of actually trying to, to, you know, take the steps to get to know her um, and possibly... Mm-hmm. you know, forming something more substantial. I, that's, I don't understand that, you know? Yeah, me neither. And, and until you have men who are comfortable with exposing their vulnerabilities, what the vulnerability piece is. And, and I would like to say this from the perspective of a professional coach, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the things that make us feel most uncomfortable, think about the movie Eight Mile back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Eminem was able to rip through them because once he put out there everything that they were going to talk about, then he diffused the situation. He became bulletproof. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It is exactly the same thing when we talk about our different vulnerabilities and things that we judge ourselves according to our, our spaces that are soft spots. When you right. put those things out there and create your own context and stand behind your own truth, then now that's something that other people cannot use against you. They can try to flip it, but they'd have to flip it according to the narrative that you've already put out there. You know? And I think that that's, that's important. And that's something that from the perspective of a coach, is a space, especially when I'm dealing with men, I love working with men. I love men in general. I love their perspective. It's a space of empowerment. It's not a space of weakness, like how they've been um, um, indoctrinated to, to, to believe and how they've been, they've been socialized to think that manhood really is. It's totally the opposite. So what do you think about that, Sam? Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm actually um, back channeling Joshua right now and telling him to come back up because he, has a perspective we want to hear, you know? Um, and I he's, love he's a very wise, <laughs> wise person. And I, I love this guy with all my heart. And, um, and he's so kind and gentle and truly his authentic self across the board. So I don't, I don't think Josh was one of the, the people that we're, um, we're speaking about, but he might still be able to give perspective, you know, as a guy as to why that happened so pervasively, you know? Yes, yes, yes. So for those of you just tuning in, His Mystery, Her Prize, if you didn't know uh, what I was talking about tonight, it's just basically that His Mystery would be men connecting with women using that sexual connection um, to have that connection, to have that climax and giving her what it feels like uh, she wants, that, that chameleon that can appeal to what women need. But the mystery being that 
he craves a substantial connection. He wants someone to be supportive of him, to be in his corner, to be his lady, to be his woman, um, to have that safe space, to be off the market. But when he has the opportunity to connect, he chooses a superficial connection and is not really truthful with what he needs and what he wants. I have Josh Beck so excited about this. He was so much fun. But um, yeah, I, I want to understand more of the male perspective with this. Josh, thank you so much for coming back up. I, I know it's early, late. I don't know exactly where you are. <laughs> What's up, Carolyn? Yeah, dude, it's East Coast. It's after 2 a.m. I'm out and up late. And I got a message from Samantha saying, come back, dude. Okay. You have a perspective we need to hear. So I'm excited to uh, be back with you. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, and I'm glad to have you back. I, I appreciate you because you didn't have to come back. You're out and about. You have other things that you're doing. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate. All it. good. So I'm 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 all ears. I want to hear more. I really enjoyed your 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 uh, input, your commentary. So what you got? Well, I I want to just make sure. Look, like authenticity and mm-hmm. saying what you f- saying what's true for you is like maximally important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and saying like, even if it's like, Hey, I really need to be in my own skin and I really want to fuck you right now. Like those are all good. What? That part, that part, right. that's authentic. That's like true. Let it be what it is. Yeah. Just say what you feel. And if the other person if the, in it. my experience, if the other person is like, no, <laughs> like that's okay. Cause you said what you needed to say and let, let, let be what you needed to say be enough, whether it's received well or not, you know, agreed. You no, agree with that? My, my question. No, yeah, I do. I do. And, and I think that it would be so much easier mm-hmm. within communications with men and women. If, all of the what you think she thinks, what you think he thinks, if people would just be real. So mm-hmm. with you being a man, I know you're privy mm-hmm. to a lot of different what they call the, the the locker room conversation. I don't know what they call it, <laughs> but different whatever. We just we just we basically just sword fight all day long. Is that what is that not what they, what they do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So no, but for real though, I mean even if you're not that type of guy, I know that you've been privy to some guys where you have the conversations where they really want to have their woman. They really want to have that connection. They really want to have their relationship. But at the end of the day, they're scared of that. So in the in the words of a guy acquaintance of mine, they're just mowing down wounds. You know what I'm saying? What from wow. your experience? That's, mowing that's down wounds. Mowing down walls. Wow. You yeah. hear me? I was just flabbergasted. I was That's like, if that's poetic. true. That's poetic. You, listen. Okay. It's poetic and it's so, vulgarity. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my thing is like, from your perspective, uh-huh. I, I, I'm assuming that you can relate to that mindset with some men. Maybe you've encountered that. Why do you feel like that is that these men don't feel like if that's a true connection that you really want, open yourself up to having that connection? What stops men from doing whatever work they need to do to have that connect that that connection as opposed to just mowing down wombs and then still being left wanting after that? Wow. Why do you think that is? 
mowing down wombs. You hear me? <laughs> Dude, that hits me so hard. Um, mowing down wombs. I mean, like what? Let, let's just, let's take a step back and go from like what I notice is that before men ever get a chance to make out with a girl, maybe, maybe they get to make out with a girl, but they don't, they don't get to like taste a pussy Mm -hmm. and they definitely don't get to fuck a pussy. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe, 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 but unlikely before they find porn, right? Porn, pornography and the porn industry is sex education for most men. Oh, wow. What do you what do you think the percentage is of men who learn sex ed from porn rather than men who learn sex ed from a human being? Okay, you got me messed up. So just with that that you said, here's the girl yeah. in me. Because yeah. I just thought that men could just have it like that because there's so many women. So percentage for me, I would think the porn situation, 15%. Ooh. No. You think you think fifteen percent of men get sex ed from porn, and eighty five percent of men get sex ed from something else. Well, listen. You think they get it from their fucking third grade science teacher? Third grade? <laughs> what you mean? Uh, Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You okay? Ain't nobody having sex in third grade. What? What? Fifth grade science teacher? Eighth grade oh, science God. teacher? Where do you think they got? Okay. The, where do you think they get their information from? Well, you said men. Y'all, wait a minute. Your father said you talking to you. Y'all thought they could, like, a man could just not, like, wait to have a, the conversation with his son and, okay, educate me. <laughs> hold, hold on. I don't, hold on. Let me take a step. I don't, <laughs> um, so I'm, I think I'm in a, a bit of extreme case. I didn't lose my virginity until I was close to 22. I was 21. I was a couple weeks before my 22nd birthday. Okay, that's extreme because I've heard like 13, it's late. 14. 13, 14. Okay, so 13, okay. 14. Tell me your average 13, 14 year old who's in eighth grade, maybe ninth grade by that point, seventh grade, maybe, depending on what grade they're in, what, what, okay. whether they went to like kinder first or whatnot. They're, tell me they're not looking back at their like, fifth grade, sixth grade, maybe third grade. I Maybe a little, that was a little bit extreme, but like fifth grade, sixth grade, like sex education classes. And they're like learning about like, and they're thinking back to like, what the <laughs> fuck did that fucking science teacher tell me? Where that health teacher tell me about where the clitoris is? Uh, I think it's over right. here. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I think, and then like, like they don't like most like there's no clue and so what they do is they're like right and so what they'll what they'll do is they'll do what like was accessible to you know me in the 90s which is like fucking look at porn and go like porn shows me this and this is what you're supposed to do and this is what the woman enjoys so if that's what the woman enjoys then that's what i'm supposed to do so i'm just supposed to go in there and fuck her like a rabbit (laughs) <laughs> like is that what this is supposed to be like no you know you know that's okay, not real I, I, that's not life i really appreciate it man 
it makes logical sense now that you said it. I didn't. Yeah. Know it. Okay. We're all we're all human. We're all humans, and we've all been alive on the same, like you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, twelfth grade, fucking freshman uh -huh. in high school, freshman in college. I mean, like we've all been alive for the same amount of time. We're all True dealing that. with the same basis of information. We're all dealing yeah, with yeah. like we were all in third grade at the same time. We're all in like right. eighth grade at the same time. We're all we all know Full House. We all know like the same shit from when we were kids. So like well, we all have the same. Know, I was I was a part of the itty bitty titty committee. I was a late bloomer. I wasn't in the porn uh, like that. So I just you know my whole thing is I didn't know. I listen once you <laughs> once you broke it down. I'm like duh. You know. <laughs> The wow. Bitty okay. Committee. I've never heard, I don't remember that at all. I, they they didn't say that. that. Let me back, tell you something. That was look, a proud <laughs> Way to go. Congratulations. I'm proud right. of you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's a, that's a badge of honor. And, and now, and now, are you uh where where are you where are you now? How how old are you? Where are you now? What are you doing with your life? Is that okay? <laughs> right. You got that designation, it must have turned into something great, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not interested in you when you're like seventh grade anymore. I want to know who you are now and you're adult. Right. Like, who you are now? What's going on with you? That's come about you now, baby. Tell me about you now, baby. <laughs> Isn't that what they right. say? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate, you know what, perspective is everything because I never exactly. really thought of that yeah. that way. But you're right. Yeah. Like, how else would young guys yeah. that age get the education? It's not even your dad. I don't know that he's going to go into that kind of detail with you at that age. No, no. Fuck. My dad was. <laughs> um. So my dad, I love my dad. He's a fucking genius at what he's good at. And. He, oh man, he would never be. Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> that was that was crazy. That was funny. Josh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, shit, that's that's crazy. Funny, funny, funny. For those of you, I have someone else in queue now that I'm going to bring up. I see Josh is coming back up. Um, Dr. Goodman, I got you right there. Actually, Josh, because I had you up before, I'm going to go ahead and have Dr. Goodman come up because I don't want to have him sitting and waiting uh, any longer since we had a couple of conversations. But I really appreciate you guys weighing in. Let me go ahead and have Dr. Goodman come up. For those of you who are just joining us, we're trying to get beyond the mystery to her prize. Men that are connecting to women superficially when it comes to sexuality. Dr. Goodman, thank you so much for waiting in queue and coming up. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. No, I'm just uh, sitting here listening to uh, the app, you knowing different people. I've been retired from uh, teaching uh, for eight years now, but what I used to teach uh, was uh, centrality courses, uh, basic centrality, jealousy, money, and possession, uh, man-woman relationship courses, and uh, and uh, it was mostly based on who you are in a relationship with yourself. People don't used to really think about, okay, what is I'm bringing to the table, and is this something that the other person want? You know? So, uh, yes, there, there's quite a few guys out there, you know, they just want, uh, 
wham bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, and gone about the business, you know, and some women's out there the same way, you know, uh, because I mean, I don't ran into them both, you know, over the last 30 years of teaching myself. So, um, I, I sort of got the logistics of that, you know, I actually was in, um, hands-on, uh, course that we taught, uh, mm-hmm. to, uh to teachers, you know, and, uh, we showing people, uh, how to relate and, uh, take in touch and really just enjoying the centrality of touching someone versus um, going straight to sex, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's uh, one of the things that we was mostly teaching was uh, who you are in the relationship with yourself you know, and what mm-hmm. it is that you want. Quite a few guys told me, uh, I said, uh, what kind of relationship do you have with yourself? And they say, I don't have a relationship with myself. <laughs> yeah. And I just on here, uh, three nights ago, uh, after all these years, eight years, this uh, guy said it to me just a few nights ago. I don't have no relationship with myself. I do What's not know. Happened? Say it again. No, I, 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 I li- that's very interesting that you said that cause, because when you say that, these men are saying that they don't have a relationship with themselves. So because you've been teaching different things when it comes to sexuality, not only having a relationship with yourself, but knowing how to, to connect with the person that you're with. I want to ask you from the male perspective in your professional experience um, and with some of the different classes and things that you've led, what would be a reason that you could give why men would want to connect with a woman sexually with the intention on appealing to what it is that she wants but at the same time hiding the fact that he wants an intimate substantial real connection because and the reason why I'm asking this question is because I'm trying to get an understanding of why a lot of men would lead with sex in the pursuit of climax and pretend as though they don't want something more substantial when they really do. They'll get the climax and then run around and say how they're really looking for a good woman and there are no good women out there. Yet they're sleeping with a bunch of different women that they're discarding and making it a superficial exchange. So I just want to understand the male perspective. Why do you think that is? You answer that question yourself. What do the woman want? What do the man want for the woman? That is so. Uh, I, what I see, I've been married 28 years, and uh, so when my wife walk in uh, the room, I'm on the computer or whatever I'm doing, I stop and give her my undivided attention, and I know it's not going to take uh, no more than 30 seconds, 30 seconds if it's that long, you know, to say what she wants, you know. Versus on, well, wait a minute, and wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, and it turned into an argument. Men don't have that uh, conscious of putting attention on a woman and what, and, and uh, knowing what it is that she wants first. Versus on, oh, she she looks good, and uh, she dressing nice, looks sexy. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that. You know, and all they're thinking about is having sex with that woman. No, 
And hey, the woman might be going to meet her husband, uh, uh, going to a, a banquet or whatever, only because you see that woman nice and attractive. That don't mean that woman is for you. But they're going to do what it takes to get that woman attention and then betray her. But why? Because they're not thinking about what the woman wants. They're thinking about what it is they want in the woman, what they perceive the woman wants. They're not asking. They're assuming. And why assume when they could ask? Uh, just a man's nature. They see something pretty, they like it. When I, I, truthfully, when I was young, 12, 14, every pretty girl I saw, I was in love. And uh, my cousin said, boy, that's not love, that's, le- that's lust. No, because you don't even know that woman. And, uh, and it's like, uh, he was like maybe 10 years older than I was, but he, he was married and he was very, uh, got himself together and stuff. And, but, uh, but once he went to talking to me about it, you know, I started seeing the difference and started noticing uh, the woman. Because she's dressed up, yes. You know, and she's looking for a specific thing, not just uh, an overnight thing. If, she, if that's the case, you could uh, go to the bar and you'll see them 24-7. That's well, what they're looking for. I, I love, I love the the different uh, things that you're sharing. If she's looking for a specific thing, and uh, you're to be aware of that, what it seems like there's a disconnection from what she's looking from from the male perspective. Is there a connection to what he's looking for? Because I've heard you talk a lot about what she's looking for and how she looks, but I haven't heard much about what it That's is it. that he's looking for and what's of value to him and how because he knows what his value is that'll help him to value her in the process. I, I want to understand that. Uh, a long time ago my mentor was teaching a course and there's a, a woman no, a man asked the question pretty much what you just said mm-hmm. and he said get rid of your goals and put her make her goals first. Okay. Get rid of her, get, yeah, get rid of his gold and make her goals come first. And he would get his because she she going to want to love him. She's going to want to treat him. She's looking for that long-term relationship. No, but is he really looking for it? No. Because it is so many women out there, so uh, why get married? No. But in all in all... Uh, when it uh, you get to my age, I'm 64. Uh, you answer that question yourself. You'll get tired of getting up and going out and running around. You know. So. Do you feel like so if a man is connecting with a woman and it's it's about her goals? Are you saying that he has no aspirations for himself? That if he connects with a woman that his like that he uh, likes, his goals will become her goals? Is that what you're saying? Yes, you know, and 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 his goals will be accomplished because she's going to guarantee it because mm. she's already getting what she wants and she want to make him happy to continue for him to give her what she wants. Mm. 
Very, very interesting. Dr. Goodman, I really appreciate you coming up and sharing your perspective. For those of you who are just tuning in, um, I have someone else waiting in the queue just to catch you up. His mystery, her prize. This topic tonight is about men who are connecting with women. They're using the sexual experience and sexuality first. His mystery would be the fact that he's connecting to that woman based on what he believes that she wants, looking for um, the sexuality to solidify that. All the while, he's holding back that exactly the same type of connection that she's looking for. And he's pretending to give her, expressing that sexually, that he actually wants the same thing, but not necessarily with her. I'm trying to understand why that is. And uh, for those of you just tuning in, this is, I, I love men. This is not a male bashing zone. This is all about understanding. I believe that there's a gap that needs to be bridged between men and women. And I'm looking for understanding. Um, for those of you who don't know anything about me, I'm Terrell and Michelle, Certified Spiritual Mindset Coach, host of the Syndicated Grind Defined Podcast. This is a conversation, panel discussion that I have coming up soon. And I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. Coming up in the queue, I have Nigel McKnight. Ooh, interesting. I cannot wait to have this brother, this king on stage with me. Um, men, women, you guys are all welcome. Let's talk about it. Nigel, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing, I'm doing wonderful. Great. Thank you so very much for coming up tonight. Um, I want to hear what you have to say, King. What do you got? Okay, um, I have a couple of things that I would like to share some insight and understanding. Uh, yes. um, I was listening to your conversation with uh, Mr. Goodman, and I had spoke with him before. He was a guest on my uh, on my talk before. Very knowledgeable man. Man, him connected very well. We have similar backgrounds. Um, however, the thing I'm not really too opinionated, but I would share the facts on certain situations. Um, mm -hmm. Far as a woman's goal being a man's priority. I don't think that's proper leadership within a man, especially mm -hmm. um, a provider male. Like he has to come first somewhere in his life due to the fact that he invests so much in himself. Let's mm -hmm. say you spoke about value to make himself valuable and desirable at some point, you know, for, for a woman, you know what I mean? So if mm -hmm. he have his goals and he's accomplishing his goals, he gets with a woman that's more or less on, his program that was raised in a traditional sense to, you know, support him, put him first. Her goals, she would see those goals within that man as the reason why she made that choice to be with that man as a wife. Because she mm -hmm. see that within that man, all the things that she desired, whether it was irrational or rational, those things are fulfilled within that man. You understand what I'm saying? Men are very visual as to why it's like the whole sexual thing. A man would base a woman based on these things, her sexuality, her femininity, her beauty, her friendliness or cooperativeness, her submissiveness. Right. And also he, he values her womb. Let's say um, she's childless, per se. A man will value a woman, her, her characteristics such as that much more than he would a woman that's, you know, no disrespect. That would be a single mother. You understand what I mean? Men would typically vet a woman for marriage based on the outcomes and results that he want within his marriage to fulfill his legacy. He knows his purpose. He knows his value. So typically, when a man sees that a woman has, you know, children and stuff like that, some men bypass the whole vetting stage of, you know, what the child's father is like, 
why did you guys like split, you know, split ways? Why didn't you marry? And stuff like that, because we see in the essence of low value and high value. Well, just like there's low value and high value men, it's the same thing with low value and high value women. And that's based on a sexual marketplace value. Mm. So when you look at it from that sense, it comes into a whole perspective of, of desires, ambition, goals, legacy, purpose, all those things. Connections. It's not so much of a, a vibe, but it's more or less of fulfillment. You know? No, I, I get that. I, I respect all that. That makes perfect sense. I mean, any man who is a wise man would definitely look at that situation that way, because at the end of the day, you're connecting yourself. If you're someone who's looking for something substantial, you're connecting yourself to someone for a long run. So I, I, I get all that. That makes right. That makes perfect sense. My question then would be, so that I could have a deeper understanding is with everything that you said in place with, I, I agree with a hundred percent. Then there are those men who look at women or prospect women based on those guidelines that you put in place. But there are still some of those same men that are prospecting women in that way, but then are still having intimate relationships with women that don't fit the criteria that they're allegedly prospecting for. While you're prospecting, you're having physical interactions with women that don't fit that. And then while some of these men are doing that, those women are prospecting on their side and they're laying with these men thinking because of what the men are sharing that they align with whatever process they use for prospecting. So my question then is that, and I'm not saying this is relative to you. I There's an assumption and I could be wrong. You know what they say about assumptions. I'm assuming that with you being a man, you've been privy to many different mindsets of other men. So even if that's not something that's relative to you, you've seen or come across it before. My question would be in your experience, why is it that men who have the criteria that you describe go out and while they're prospecting, lay with women that don't fit their criteria and don't let the women that they know, uh, don't let the women that they're laying with know that they're not interested in what it is that that woman is, is looking for on their side of the fence. Why do you think that is? Um, I'm going to be honest, because there is a lack of standards, boundaries and communication. Mm. Um, some men, you know, like I said, due to the fact that men outnumber men, 51 percent of this planet is populated by women and 49 percent are men. So when you look at a man's mindset is. I have options. I mean, he doesn't really have to consider being serious at any point in you know, time in his life until he's ready. Because now that, that that situation is the way it is, with women being easily accessible to men, I mean, he doesn't have to commit. Because in his mind, I have time. He, he doesn't, he, he doesn't mm. have to make a, a choice. In his mind, he would say that, well, if she doesn't say anything, then I'm not going to say anything. Because he doesn't want that commitment. He wanted to be able to be free and utilize his options without being tied down. If he can get away with it, if she allows it, she likes the accountability, say, hey, well, I should have said something a whole lot sooner. Maybe I should have said something in the beginning and say, well, hey, this is, these are my standards and these are the boundaries. And if you don't commit to this because she values herself, obviously, right, then at that point, then she has to part mm -hmm. ways. But like you said, though, some men just feel as if, you know, feel as if it's an opportunity. 
and they're not going to care, you know, of the outcome of whether she's uh, hurt, whether she's emotionally attached, sexually attached, whatever the case is, as long as he gets what he wants, he's fine. Well, I, I, more, I more or less um, think along the lines of, of a person just being an opportunist and being selfish. Because you have people who are, are selfish like that to where they don't care about fulfilling the other person's desire or needs, whatever the case is. As long as they're being fulfilled, then that's all they care about. Along, as long as another person allows that, then that person is catering to that person's selfish needs. And once it becomes habitual, and that's the problem, it becomes a learned process, then that person isn't going to change. By that time, you invested your time, energy, attention, effort, and possibly, you know, financial resources. And now you have to take that as a loss and your liability. And that type of person with that mindset is no type of asset in no way, shape, form, or fashion. You lose in the end. You lose. Well, that is it for content today. If you want to catch this complete conversation, it's easy to do. Go to thegrindtofind.com and click on episode 50 in the description box. You will see a link there that will take you directly to my profile on the Wisdom app so that you can get this complete episode and also follow me. So the next time I have a, a live conversation, you can join me up on stage and have your say. And you just might hear that conversation here on thegrindtofind.com. In the meantime, in between time, go into the rest of your week enjoying the beautiful skies the sunshine just the gift of life doesn't matter what isn't perfect all that matters is that you're here today to plot a new course for tomorrow no matter what always define your grind and never let the grind define you until next time this is Tara and michelle here peace and abundant blessings mm-hmm.